in a white church in the middle of the wood. A following chump just the best they could. Some folks like a man, some folks don't. A cussing and a fighting in the old church hall. If you don't agree, better leave them alone. Might rape your dogs and burn your home with a little white church. When the church doors open, anything goes. Republican, fundamental Christians go with a little white church. Hello! Hello! Hello, ma'am! Woo! You look good to die. Hello! I'm your pastor. And to some of you, I am your friend with holy benefits. Thank you, Trumpa Jesus. But none the fucking less, I am your pastor, Bill Reagan White. Thank you. It's Halloween once again here in America. What a shitty holiday. I would much rather celebrate one of the many patriotic holidays we have that sucks our great nation's dick from the back. Yes, sir. I would much rather do the same holiday over and over and over and over and over every day and give it multiple names like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Washington's birthday, Flag Day, Constitution Day, Bill of Rights Day, and um, I think that's about it. I don't, I can't, there's probably, probably several fucking more, but there are numerous patriotic holidays that we should be celebrating. I can't name them all, I just know uh, we should be celebrating our country and not Satan's birthday, which is of course... Halloween. I hate Satan. He's a fucking asshole. Halloween is satanic, evil, and a liberal holiday. And you should all be ashamed of your damn selves coming into the Lord's church dressed up like some new age pop culture icons. This holiday is not fucking fun. It's evil. And fuck you and fuck your mother. Just like most anything in this world, it goes against our damn religion. Hey, you look at me when I'm talking, Buzz Lightyear. Oh, fuck off, Michael Myers. Little Red Riding Hood, your outfit looks good, so I have no quarrels against you. Let's give Brittany Vinegar a round of applause for her Red Riding Hood outfit. God, Trump, you look good. I could be your bad, bad wolf. Little Miss Brian Hood, you sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf Grandma, what big eyes you have to look at you with. Grandma, oh, what a big cock.
talk you have, the better to, well, you, you know, you get my point, my message. I don't want to be inappropriate here, people. I have Christian QAnon family values, gun-toting family values, church values. We have family values, people. The values of serial killers and barbarians from way the fuck on back then. These simple-minded barbarians actually fuck their family members, so that's why we call it family values, because they were fucking their family. They actually cared about their family, thank you very much. We are such great people, great Christian QAnon, family value, morally correct people, and everyone else is morally below us, blowing us. Blowing us, because we're the alpha males. And even if you're a woman, you're an alpha male too. But don't talk about sexual identity to me. You're just superior. That's it. You're not the, a different sex. Oh, it looks like Hank Vermont dressed up like a big penis today, ladies and gentlemen. And so did Brandon. That's the same costume from last year, Brandon. But it looks good. It looks like he'd grown the size. Nice costume, guys. Nice. Thank you, Pastor White. I love this amazing cock costume. I stopped into the Waffle House this morning and people were just taken back by my penis. Uh, yeah, I forgot to zip. And I was totally naked under the suit, so... I'm actually not sure if they were freaked out by my penis suit or by my actual penis. Or just both, or that... A giant dick had its own penis. I love your penis too, Brandon. I mean, your costume. Although I'm sure you probably have a nice dick too, but I'm talking about the costume, not your dick. Understood? I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Okay. That's why I had to get one, though. I love your penis, Brandon. Loved it. Ten dicks are always better than one. That's what they always say. Oh, a magnitude of dicks is always better than just one dick. Okay, enough, Miss Gregory. Fuck. What the fuck, woman? Hey, Brandon, Hank, you may want to double penetrate Fred because he's dressed up like a little pussy. Oh, wait, that's just Fred's normal look. Oh, shut the fuck up, Fred. I didn't realize you were dressed up like Robin Hood. You socialist bastard. You look like a little bastard pussy. So since you dumb fucking people in this brain dead church insist on celebrating evil and debauchery, I'm gonna tell you the scariest fucking satanic story that has ever happened to yours truly. That's me, bitch. This story will make you lay in bed at night, contemplating su suicide, murder, and um, death of all sorts of debauchery and fucking shit. Fucked up shit. You will be trembling and saying, and holding all your tampons and saying, Oh my fucking shit! Ah! 
shove a whole box of tampons right up your asshole. And you'll say, help me, Lord. I'm a little bitch Republican. Help my asshole, Lord. Help me. Oh, you probably already do that. Especially you, Fred, you stupid bitch. But it will be even more of an uncontrollable urge. Because this story will make you shit your pants. I bet everyone in this church will shit their pants. If that's not you this morning, I have not done my job as a Baptist church pastor in the South. If I have not totally fucked your brain up by the end of this sermon, I might as well go the fuck home because I'm done. I'm finished. The gig is over. The songbird has sung his last song. I'm fucking done. I bet when you're watching those satanic horror movies like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Brokeback Mountain, and all sorts of demonic bullshit, and you were just seeing naked girls get brutally murdered by psychopaths, you think, oh, I can handle any one of, you know, Pastor White's sermons. I've listened to him time and time again, and nothing he can say can scare me or bother me. He is too good of a Christian man. His words are so smooth and appropriate. His family values are too strong. Pastor White is a soft little bitch preacher who never in the slightest can scare me. He is a little pussy pastor with a small little pussy dick. Shh! Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your dumb fucking mouth. I'm gonna tell you a, and deliver a sermon, well, a story, that will have you saying, Good Lord, Pastor White is a fucking demented nut job. So next time I tell you something like Halloween is evil and not to dress up uh, at church, you will believe me because I have seen true evil in person. There are demons that walk amongst us. And if you only knew, maybe next Halloween, you would leave that silly Ghostbuster outfit at home that you spent way too much on at home and focus on the good, positive, spiritual, Trumpian energy instead of negative, liberal, Hollywood, equality for everyone, equal energy. I want you to respect all these different races and sexual orientations and to love one another and to be kind to one another. What a terrible message. Fuck that shit. There is nothing positive about being involved in the Hollywood liberalism debauchery. I've been saying debauchery a lot today, but that, that's what it is. Focus on the positivity of being a white nationalist religious nut job. Who lies about every, I mean, every fucking thing. And turn away from evil. 
Halloween is evil. Keep the costumes in the bedroom where they fucking belong. Stick around for my scary story, everyone. Let us worship. Towards the JCP, but the JCP was closed. 
closed off and out of business. When he turned around, he saw an out-of-breath mall security team had him cornered. Marco put his Daniel Boone raccoon hound and said, I'm Marco, bitch! Don't come any closer, I will fuck this mannequin, I swear to God and Trump, I am a flying raccoon! And I am a right-wing extremist! I am a right-wing extremist! I am a right-wing extremist! I voted for Trump, you assholes! And I'm doing this because of my right-wing political ideology. Let me make this real fucking clear. I am a right-wing, meaning Republican, Nut job extremists, you motherfuckers. Suck my raccoon dick. Marco then threw the mannequin at the mall cops and proceeded to jump off the second story of the mall and landed on the lotion salesman, killing the lotion guy and injuring Marco severely. Lotion and blood exploded all over the floor. Sounds like that time I jerked off all day. About 15 times, 15 times, church, in one day, back in high school when my parents left me to myself, all to myself all weekend. Let's pray for Marco's full recovery, and then hopefully his court hearings regarding, you know, the assaults go well. About 27 people have severe neck pain and are in the long process of attending chiropractic sessions three times a week for the next two months. Many need the ointment of icy hot creams and patches. One guy's head can fully retract in and out of his body like a turtle, which is actually pretty cool. This just goes to show people that a crazy person doesn't even need a gun to fuck up a bunch of people. So liberals are out of their fucking mind to suggest gun laws need to be updated in this country. I see no problem or danger with giving easy access to guns to the mentally ill, unstable right-wing nut jobs. It's not a danger to anyone, but a danger to us if we do not protect and provide all these crazy people with guns to protect ourselves from the very crazy people with the guns who wish us harm. Let me assure you, we are dangerous as fuck without the guns. So fuck you for suggesting a gun would make us any more of a terroristic asshole killing killer. We could kill with a Swiss army knife if we had to. And I could do a joker head slam into a pencil if I needed to. Nothing can hold our ass back, our killing ass you cannot hold us back from being a right-wing imbecile. I will defend my damn country, even if it's not clearly being threatened in the least bit, or if the people we are attacking are just innocent bystanders who even probably have the same viewpoints as us. You know, I just hate people are calling this incident here with Marco something politically charged. Politically charged. That's the left-wing media for you. Implying that white supremacists are not the best people. And are racist. 
Really, they are the best people you're going to find. We would kill you and take the shirt off your own back and wear that shirt to church the next Sunday. If we were all white supremacists, there wouldn't be any more racism anymore. No more racist Black Lives Matter protesters protesting white supremacists killing their people. Hey, y'all know that shit somehow classifies Black Lives Matter protesters as being racist and the whole Black Lives Matter entire movement and message as somehow being racist because they accuse us of blatant racism and they and their um, protests got a little out of hand, so opposing our racism. So they are in fact the damn racists. No one talks about our, you know, exclusive message of a, you know, our movement of a white uh, supremacy message. We live in a backwards world, I'll tell you that. Down is down and up is up. So if everyone embraced the message of a white supremacy nut job, free expression of our police department, there would be no more sorrow in a white man's butt, no more butt hurt. Everybody would be equal in God's eyes, and Jesus would come back to screw his bride. Marco's incident was clearly not political in any way, shape, or form. And there was no reason for me to go on a political rant just now. Oh, that reminds me. Marco Danny left a manifesto letter behind, and he gave our church a shout-out. Yeah, Marco intended to kill himself on that excursion, but he survived. So the media keeps asking him, if his mall assault was politically motivated and Marco shamefully lies and says, You bet your fucking ass it was. That's why I wrote a damn manifesto. Gee, you people are so fucking stupid. I don't know what else I have to say or, or, or do to drive that point home to you guys. Let me be real fucking clear here. I did it because I'm a deranged right-wing nut job. So let me read this obviously manipulated manifesto letter by supposedly our own Marco Danny. He writes, Hello, fuckers. If you're reading this, I'm dead. I went Mario 3 style on a bunch of dipshit bitches. Today, for my Lord and God Almighty, Donald J. Trump, I've been pissed like a little pussy bitch that my Lord no longer sits on the throne in the White House office. And I'm getting really fucking pissed off that there is a liberal plan to replace all us good white people. If we get replaced, who is going to be out there fucking their cousin out in the trailer park? Or the daily jackings that occur day in and day out? Or me being an obnoxious political asshole all day long? Every day. 
and putting political yard signs up about Trump 2016, 2020, or 2024, and I'm sure a 2028 is in hand if they don't replace us. Do you really expect some other race to replace my racist ass? Do you really expect that someone can be as bigoted and as much an asshole as me? Do you really think that someone can be one-tenth a straight-up little bitch like myself? Are you fucking kidding me? You think I could be replaced by another race? Who the fuck would tell everyone to go back to their own country if everyone that was not a native white to this here land was suddenly replaced by a non-white? Who would tell people to go home? Who would get blazing drunk and watch American Pickers for 10 hours straight? Okay, so that's the first page. Okay, so you see this is just in a, a, a liberal attack that has nothing to do with Marco's political mindset. Let me read further. This has everything to do with my political mindset. I believe in the Great Replacement Theory and have received the message from Tucker Carlson loud and clear that this theory is real and legit. It's not just a theory. It's real, it's legit, and we are getting replaced. Okay, so you see, this is just regular, normal stuff. I hear on a day-to-day -day here in Florida, like, you know, at the Steak and Shake or down at the Dog Groomer. There is nothing, there isn't anything political about this manifesto. It has to be the least political manifesto I've ever read. Okay, so let's uh, read further. I voted for Trump. I'm Trump's little bitch. And I will do what he says. He says, if we don't fight, we are not going to have a country anymore. I love Trump. That's my bitch. And I'm his bitch. We are bitch and bitches together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to cry reading this. It's really touching. The man's love for Trump. Okay, you know what? I'm going to fuck some people up, that's for damn sure. Because I love Republicanism, and I love my country so much. I love my Republican state so much. I'm going to fuck the people up in my Republican state. Makes great sense. I go to church with a dumbass of a preacher who also does not wish to be replaced. Hell, he would hate for a woman to be a pastor or do his job, let alone someone of a different race. This guy is a bigot, and I know for a fact my pastor supports me fucking people up because he wants rednecks everywhere to own a gun. Pastor White considers this the necessary risk. We must endure to basically risk being killed in public, our kids getting killed in school. It's all a risk. 
just so we good old boys from the South can have a gun. We expect you to pay that price, but bitch about a couple more dollars in gas. No loved one is more important to us to trade in our privilege of owning a damn killing weapon. So I love my church, little white church, for supporting me and standing up for my values, which I use to go on my rampage. I did it without a damn gun, and I did it hopped up on video game, just to prove our Republican points. Thank you, this was Marco Danny, my manifesto. And I am dead and in heaven now, fucking 72 whores with Joseph Smith, sipping on a pina colada and listening to Jimmy Buffett. The end. Okay, so, as you can see, this is good for the church. The NRA is providing us all with guns for our support. The NRA reached out because of that name drop from Marco Danny. Thanks for the name drop, Marco. So I would like us just to pray and to thank Trump for Marco and for his recovery, but also just for the free guns we are receiving from the NRA. Let's worship the guns, some damn Trump, my bitches. because I had accidentally burnt down the old trailer um, making waffles one morning. I nearly killed my whole entire fucking family in that fire. The firefighters dragged their lifeless bodies out of the damn trailer and they had to resuscitate all of them. I got a little pissed off when the firefighters started resuscitating my wife well, hi, dude. That's a little too much. That's almost like a damn right there, buddy. Sir, I need you to back away. I was getting so furious because this asshole just kept pressing on my wife's titties. They had to pull me away. Hey, you get off Calm her, down. damn it! Calm down! You damn rapist! Calm. Don't touch my wife's tits, you asshole! Hey, hey fuck you! She's coming to She's coming? She's coming? <laughs> oh my god! Ow. Oh, you motherfucker! She's never done that with me! Oh, you asshole! So afterwards, I spoke with my family. Look, guys. The trailer is totally fucked. It's gone. Yeah, 
please never make waffles again. Look, I was doing a Paula Deen recipe and it called for like 10 pounds of butter and two gallons of oil. Our little gas stove just couldn't handle that old Southern Bigots recipe. That's an advanced recipe. I don't know if I can handle a Paula Deen cookbook. You're saying I can't handle that Southern Bales recipe? How the fuck dare you? I can handle it. No, obviously you can't. And you didn't. You burned the fucking trailer up! Okay, well, listen. That's not the point. There was no doubt that the, the fire was a family tragedy. But everyone is alive. I know, you know, Renegade has night terrors and Bennett has to do auction, you know, therapy every night, but I mean, you guys could be dead. That terrifies me. I don't want to lose you guys. I promise I will never almost kill you guys ever again. Look at me, guys. Look at me. Look. We got a pretty good insurance payout, okay? Probably the best ever for, for a trailer. We got $41,000. I think we might be able to get us a, a damn house even. Imagine, we could be a family in a big ass house. Uh, well, a decent sized house. I'm gonna make this shit right. You'll see. Let me make it up to you guys. I'm asking you, honey, Natasha, honey, to hold off on those divorce papers for now. Just for now, okay? I know. Well, you still need my signature, okay? I promise I will sign if that's what you decide. But give me one chance to make it up to you. Honey, put those papers away. St stop being silly. Put, put them down. We are going to be homeowners for once in our damn lives. We will be part of the 1%. So that day I got with John Crawford Realty and I spoke with him regarding my finances. So I'm just gonna level with you here. Uh, $41,000 is an extremely low budget, especially for someone who wants to buy an actual house. I think the smarter thing to do would be to reshift our focus and we can look at some single wides in our local trailer park community. I don't want a damn trailer. I want a fucking house. I don't think you understand. Your budget is next to nothing. The best you could hope for is a fixer-upper, maybe. But with only $41,000 to spend, you wouldn't have enough money left over to actually fix it up. So what? I don't give a shit. Look, my wife is an absolute angel. Okay. I almost you know, kill her. Okay. My fucking kids too, but not myself because I was the first out when the fire started. Okay. Look, I feel real remorse that I basically almost killed them. I want a house, not a trailer. I want to give them the life they deserve and step up and be the husband and the, the father to those little damn kids. Come on, there's got to be something you can sell me. Okay. I will literally suck your dick or, or jack you off. I'm desperate. 
Mr. White, I'm, I'm sympathetic to your story about almost killing your family, but the, the sexual propositions are just overkill. Actually, you know what? No. No, fuck that. Like, what do you think this is? Huh? You think you're on American fucking idol with your sob stories? Like, I, I know those kids, they go on there and they risk it all to sing on a reality show, but do I really have to listen to their bitch-ass life stories? Yes, you do. You need to hear my bitch-ass American Idol sob story. You will listen to it. I am a pastor, a Baptist pastor. I am humbly poor, right at the cusp of reaching the middle class. My whole life, I've dreamed of being someone. Okay. I've failed every damn step of the way. I say, well... I'm preaching for you, Lord. Okay. I'm a Republican, Lord. Okay. Make me fucking rich, Lord. Okay. The Lord just gives me just enough to barely get by. Nothing more and sometimes less. Okay. Please help me. I, I don't want to just barely get by anymore. There aren't enough dicks in the world that you could suck to get a decent house for $41,000. There isn't a dick dead or alive that you could suck. You're absolutely fucked, man. There's got to be something. I, I will do anything. I really fucked up. I almost killed my fucking family for Christ's sakes. Okay. Well, there is this one place, but, um, well, it's, uh... It's what? A, a split level? What? No. God, no. I, I wouldn't put my... Worst enemy at a split level. But this place is legitimately haunted. Like it, it's, it's really fucking haunted, Billy. There was apparently a murder back in like the early 2000s. Some asshole, a white supremacist, uh, Richard, Richard DeFacco. Yeah, he killed his entire family in cold blood. DeFacco used an axe and killed his wife and then took a gangster-style Tommy gun and gunned his kids down in their bedroom that night. A, a, a Tommy gun? Like a... An Al Capone type gun? That's some brutal fucked up shit. Yeah, it's wild. No one even heard the gunshots that night. Uh, Richard basically just said that a demon named Grodvik instructed him to kill his family. What a fucking dumbass. If, if a demon told him to jump off a cliff, I suppose his dumb as fuck ass would do that too. Well, the murders are very well known to the local community there. In fact, many of the locals have gone in and toured the house, and they all came out saying that they experienced some really weird demonic energy. No one wants to buy the place. It's now just filled with drug addicts that like to go in there and shoot up. I've even heard that they share a needle with a demon sometimes. Well, that's probably a good way for them to get AIDS, possibly. Please don't tell me they fucked a monkey up in there also. No, no. Well, at least I don't think so. But I wouldn't put anything past those druggies, and especially those fucking demons. I'm sure the druggies would vacate if someone moved in, though. Not sure about the demons leaving or not. The house has been sitting for a while now, which is a shame, because it's, it's actually a pretty nice house. It's five bedrooms, three baths, and sits on the lake in Amherstville, Florida. Oh my god, Th that's incredible! I want it! Well, I mean, it is haunted. Are, are you sure? I don't give a fuck. That's what I do! I'm a pastor for Christ's sake. Okay. I can exercise that little bitch pussy demon good dick or uh, grod dick. Okay. Is that right? Grod dick the fuck on out if I have to. I have Jesus Christ. Okay. I will send his bitch ass packing. Okay. I'm not scared of that little demon douche. Okay. Well, the bank is asking 200000 for it. 
but given the fact that this place is set for so long, I say we at least give it a shot. So here's what I say we do. We come in at 41,000, your max budget. We waive all conditions. That means no home warranty, no inspection, no appraisal. In fact, I'll tell the bank that you don't even want to tour the property and I'll see if I can get that locked in for you. Okay, That's, that sounds awesome. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, John. Okay. So I take my family out, my wife and my kids, drinking coffee at Starbucks when my phone rang. It was my realtor, John Crawford. Got some good news for you, Billy. The bank has accepted your offer and the house is yours. Oh, thank you, John. I love you. I will suck your fucking dick. Oh, my fucking God. Honey, kids, we are homeowners. We live in a five-bedroom lakefront property. Oh, my God. I'm out of damn breath. Oh, Billy, I'm sorry I doubted you for even one minute. I love you. Come here, everyone. Come here, kids. Let's hug this one out. Espresso and shots for everyone. Oh my fuck. We fucking did it. We fucking did it. Ah. Fuck yeah. We, we love, love you, Dad. Dad. Oh my. I love you too. You guys have never said that before. <laughs> I fucking love you. I, I love the fuck out of you guys. Let's go see our fucking new house. Fuck everybody else in here. Fuck you guys. I'm rich now and part of the 1%. We pulled up to the most beautiful, gorgeous, colonial style house I have ever seen. I said, oh my HGTV fuck. The front of the house looked like it was like a an evil face with these demon looking eyeball windows. I thought I saw like a, a dark silhouette looking out at us. Maybe that was Brodvik, that little demon bitch. I wasn't scared. I thought maybe if he gave me trouble, maybe I could lead him to the Lord and change his life. Maybe give him a job as my butler. He could be my little house bitch. And you know, give my wife a break from all the chores I force her to do. Since, you know, I'm the alpha male Republican Christian dominant authority of the house. So I stuck my middle finger out and I flipped off that stupid supposed silhouette. I think I saw this shadow return the favor with a double bird. I flipped him off again with a double bird. My wife was like, don't flip off our new house. What the hell? The yard was stunning. I thought, damn, I'm going to have to drink a case of beer just to mow this fucking yard. Just then, two men approached us with a fruit basket. Hello, my name is Chris Hunter, and this is my boyfriend, Victor Burns. Welcome to the neighborhood. Hello, welcome. Here's a, a lovely fruit basket from our garden. Hey guys, uh, thank you for letting us get sailed in before you say hello. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. And we are friends with John Crawford, your realtor, and he told us 
that you were coming and that we needed to welcome you. I'm starting to have regrets about moving here. Oh, did, did you hear all this stuff about the, the psycho killer? Yeah, he like axed his wife with an axe and a Tommy gun with his kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, keep your voice down there, Victor. <laughs> That's a little loud of, of a, a voice there you got. What? What's that? Oh, um, our new gay neighbors brought us a, uh, a lovely fruit basket and are welcoming us to the community. Oh, really, guys? I think that demon stuff is just blown out of proportion. You guys have nothing to worry about. What? Billy, what is he talking about? Seriously, you guys have nothing to worry about. It's all blown out of proportion. I don't know, honey. I don't know what he's talking about. You know these flower people, it's, it's like they are speaking another language. Something about blowing. I don't know. Yeah, just send good vibes into the house and maybe all that darkness will just go away. And um, we will send as much good vibes your way as we can. You know, me and my boyfriend, we are landscapers. Just look at our yard over there. Oh my God, Billy, their yard is beautiful. We should hire them to do our yard. Yes, we could do a rock garden right here and a greenhouse garden over here, a greenery there. We, we could do all sorts of great, amazing stuff out here to this yard. I, I don't know. How much do y'all charge? We charge um, a $1,000 startup fee and then it's just 500 a month from there, so, um, but you guys are neighbors, so let's waive that startup fee, no thousand dollars, and we will just do an executive garden package for you guys for like 300 a month. Yes, you guys will get the words. I could really see a lemon tree right over here. Couldn't you, Victor? Oh God, yes, baby. Oh my God, Billy, uh, we have to go with that deal. It's awesome. Okay, okay, well, you heard the lady. You guys are hired. It was a little pricey for, you know, the landscapers, but hey, I thought at least I could just, you know, relax and drink those beers out by the lake instead of drinking those beers on a mower, mowing this huge, Big ass yard. Besides that, these guys were good. Their yard looked like the Garden of Eden from the Bible. So, so I thanked the two men and I wrote them a check for $300. So we entered the house. There was W. Bush Cheney memorabilia everywhere. A huge Nazi flag was draped over the living room couch. There was a beer mug chandelier made out of old Budweiser bottles and deer antlers. There was a grand confederate flag rug and every room was huge. We went into one of the bedrooms. There was blood all over both the children's beds. 
I thought, Christ, they can't clean up after a damn murder? They don't think that's going to hurt the sale of the house? My wife was concerned. What the hell happened here? The previous owners had two girls that, like, had bad periods. Y you know, uh, menstruation. Yeah, we'll get some new covers for these beds for sure. How about some Nazi covers, kids? Or, you know, some Jesus covers? That would go well with the theme of this house. Yeah, it seems like the previous owners were such good southern godly people. I mean, they had to be white Christians. Oh, you know they had to be. They had to be, honey. True Republicans. Let's check out our bedroom. We go into our bedroom. It is massive. There is a dead bear carpet in front of the gorgeous king-size bed that is fitted with a bed cover of a hunter shooting ducks with his faithful hunting dog. Wow, this is fucking class. We are in the big times now, Natasha. We are the fucking 1%. Oh, look at this picture over here. This must have been the previous owners. They look so happy. What a beautiful family. The husband looks a little like you, but only if you had a beard. Um, I wonder where they are now. They are in a much better place. A heavenly place. A better place. Let's leave it at that. Oh, are, are they in Palm Beach now? Oh, trust me, the place they are has no more tears. Oh, that must be in Williamstown, Kentucky, where they can get season tickets to the Noah's Ark Museum. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, they are with God now, to put it lightly. So I got my old 8mm camcorder out, and I filmed my family for a week, enjoying... The awesome house. I guess the demon gave us a week to warm up to the house before he started torturing us. I still have this video. Let's get our text to put this up on the big screen. I put some mellow music to it to kind of symbolize the excitement of the moment, but yet the sadness of the memory in retrospect. I feel it was fitting. Okay, there we are running outside together. We are wrestling and hugging and flipping over each other in the grass. Oh, I just rolled over into a dog turd. There I am cussing about it. There we are grilling some burgers out on the deck. I'm getting drunk as a skunk. I'm throwing beer balls off the deck and shooting them with my handgun. Oh, there's Renegade stuffing a burger in her mouth and smiling. Oh, Bennett is making faces and making her laugh. Okay, here's me and Natasha are in the bedroom. I thought I took this clip out. Okay, she's blowing me now. Okay, um, alright guys, you can cut the video. That's enough. Okay, we're going at it, doggy. I will have to watch this again later in private. That's enough. Stop it. Shit. Okay, so you can see 
We had a great time that first week. It was sadly the best time of my damn life. One day, I got blazing drunk, typing a sermon out on my old typewriter in the office, my man cave. For whatever reason, I was extremely irritable. And y'all know me, that's unlike me. That's unlike me. I believe a demon or, or some kind of evil being was fucking with my mind, even that early on. So my wife came in. Hey honey, how's it going? <clears throat> Fine. You get a lot written today on that sermon? I'm just trying to write a damn sermon that these bastards will come to Christ hearing. I'm working, damn it. Come on, stop being so grouchy. I'm not being grouchy. I just want to finish my sermon. Okay. Uh, I understand. I'll just come back with a couple wieners, you know, corn dogs, and maybe you will let me read something then. Natasha. <clears throat> let me explain something to you. When you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me, and it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Yeah. Um, so is that a no on the wieners? Fine. The wieners will be okay, okay? We established the wieners. We're going to make a new rule. When you hear me type, whether you hear me typing or whatever the fuck you hear me doing or whatever the fuck you hear me doing in here, this is my man cave. Whenever I am in here, that means I am working or jerking. Probably jerking. So that means don't come in. You think you can handle that? Uh, yeah. Why don't you start right now by getting the fuck out of my man cave? Hmm? I kept working and my damn son Bennett kept riding his damn tricycle through the house. I was starting to get fucking pissed. I was balls deep writing the best fucking sermon of all time, and this kid of mine kept driving his damn tricycle around. So I got up to check on him. I saw Bennett stopped in the damn hallway, and these creepy ass twin ghost girls, probably eight years of age each, were at the end of the hall just staring at Bennett. They were wearing matching green dresses and standing together holding hands side by side. I was like, what the fuck? And they spoke out to Bennett. Hello, Bennett. Come play with us. Come play with us, Bennett. Forever and ever and ever.
I'm scared, Bobby. And then I saw Bennett do something really fucked up. Bennett held his middle finger straight up and started talking to his damn finger. I was like, what in the fuck? It was so crazy, Bennett would bend his finger up and down when the finger was talking. I mean, of course, Bennett was talking in this weird demonic voice and I guess sort of doing the finger's voice like a ventriloquist. I was like, this is weird as fuck because no one moves like that. They don't bend up and down when talking, unless you're like an Asian guy who's, you know, keep bowing in appreciation or some shit. There was no reason to keep curling the finger. Bennett referred to his finger as Bobby. The ghost twins vanished into thin air. Remember what W. Bush said about the weapons of mass destruction? It wasn't real. There was no weapons of mass destruction, Bennett. It wasn't real. Remember what they said about Obama not being born in America? Obama was born in Kenya, right? It wasn't real. Okay, okay, what the fuck, Bennett? What in the hell, man? Why are you talking to your damn finger? And, and don't you dare believe the liberal bullshit your finger is spewing to you. There was weapons of mass destruction, and Obama is a Muslim from Kenya. Now listen to me, Bennett. I saw those twin ghost girls, and it was fucking scary and creepy as fuck. But don't start talking to your damn finger. I talk to my finger because you're always doing church stuff, Dad. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for being a Christian pastor and for not spending time with you personally. No matter what you or your damn fingers say about me behind my back. And I know you guys are fucking talking. I don't care about what liberal bullshit you and your finger discuss. Wow. Your dad is a real fucking asshole. What a prick. He is trying to indoctrinate you, Bennett. Don't listen to him. It isn't real. Don't flip me off, Bennett. I'm your fucking dad. Listen up, asshole. Don't speak to Bennett. You will speak to me if you have a question. I'm not talking to your damn finger, Bennett. Bennett is his own person, and he is an Obama supporter. We are liberal friends. No, Bennett. I need you to get saved. You and your finger, give your life to Christ. Give your finger to the Lord. Fuck off, Pastor Wright. Bennett is a liberal. I made Bennett go to his room. Natasha spoke with me about uh, a similar story with Renegade. Natasha saw Renegade speaking to the ghost twins in her room. Your dad is going to kill you, Renegade. No, uh, he was just doing a Rachel Ray recipe and, and didn't mean to burn our house down. Daddy almost killed us. No. He is going to finish the job this time, just like our dad finished us. The ghost twins vanished before my wife could speak to them. So my wife looks at me. 
Did something happen here, Billy? So because of these stupid ghost twins, I had to go to the local library to use their computer to look up what happened in our home, but I sort of already knew what happened. But. So my wife read the news story out loud to me. Oh my god, Billy, listen to this. On the night of October 13th, 2001, at 3.16 a.m., Richard DeFalco killed his entire family in cold blood. DeFalco attacked his wife, Natasha DeFalco. Oh my God, she has my fucking name. <sighs> With an axe. Okay, you're doing good, sweetheart. Just read the fucking rest of it. Killing her before he entered the bedroom of his twin girls' room, Lisa and Laura. Okay, so that's the ghost twins, alright. And shot them execution style with a Thompson Thompson's submachine gun. Oh my fucking god, Billy. Oh my fucking god. <sighs> Richard claims a demonic entity named Grodvik commanded him to commit the brutal murders. Richard is currently being held at Florida's Institute for the Criminally Insane. Oh my god, honey. Did, did you know about this? The wife even had my, my fucking first name. No, of course not. Jeez, this is fucking crazy. That John Crawford sold us a demonic house, Billy. I'm going over there and I'm going to cuss that piece of doo-doo fucking shit out. That son of a bitch. Baby, baby, listen, John Crawford might be a piece of shit, but I'm, I'm sure he didn't know either. He certainly didn't mention anything to me about this, so I'm sure he did not know. Neither of us did not know. What the fuck should we do? Look, I'm going to, you know, get some priest and um, a paranormal person to come to the house. With my religious background and their backgrounds, I'm sure we can get these entities to get saved or to go back to hell where they fucking belong. Father Dixon and Father Gaither came to the house the next morning. A paranormal investigator, Kent Stevens, also surveyed the home. The two priests lit religious incense and prayed in each room of the house. Kent Stevens had a spiritual energy meter, or whatever the fuck it is called, and looked very nervous. Oh, fuck! Sorry, fathers, but this place is overrun with spirits. There is no doubt. We are not alone here. How many spirits are here? Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. There is no less than 30 spirits, but there could be up to a hundred spirits here. Oh my god! No, Billy! Oh. <laughs> I need a damn! Why? 
Yeah, honey, go get you one. It'll be okay, baby. How the fuck is there 30 to 100 spirits here? I did some historical research. Yes, we know about the DeFalco family. No, let me finish. It's not just them. This place was built on an old native burial ground. There was a colonist named Brentford Middlesex who used to murder the natives on this very ground. That's a lot of damn spirits. Okay, Father Dixon, Father Gaither, tell these native spirits to get the hell off my land. Let's have a damn inquisition. Either they accept the Lord, or, or they go to hell and get off my land. Yeah, that's not racist. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Gaither, shake that holy water. Come on, man. Come on, get these assholes out. This place is getting hot, like the flames of hell. exterminator to get rid of all the damn flies. I told my wife, maybe the worst is behind us, you know. Uh, I'm sure the priest, you know, blessing the home and, uh, you know, the exterminator eliminating the flies really helped, you know, and um, we are on a path to recovery, okay? I really, I really think that night a blizzard came. And I told my family, Well, I guess we're snowed in, guys. Uh, don't worry about that crazy demonic shit going on in the house. I really feel that the priests, you know, expelled those Native American ghosts from our, you know, living quarters. Our white living quarters. Damn, I can't believe it's fucking snowing in Florida in October. Y'all know me, church. I don't believe in global warming. I went out to the backyard to check on the gay landscapers who had been working on our beautiful yard before the downpour of snow. I got back there and there was so much damn bushes and flowers and snow and all sorts of shit, I couldn't figure out where the fuck I was. I could see a light on in the greenhouse, so I entered. When I got in, I saw Chris sitting down and a demonic giant bear going down on me. They looked up in concern. I said, what the fuck is this? Oh no, don't, don't be alarmed, honey. Victor is wearing his Halloween bear costume. We got to working in your green room and 
you know, he put on the bear outfit, so one thing led to another. Okay, you guys are fired. You can't be doing furry sex in my damn greenhouse. Plus, my my yard looks like a damn jungle. I, I can't hardly get around out there. You fucked up my yard. Victor pulled off his bear mask. Look, we are sorry. It's like fucking snowing hard outside. We weren't expecting you. We were just trying to get intimate with each other. What if your landscapers were just two, you know, hot women and you caught them naked out here fooling around? Would you still fire them then? Yeah, like he would probably ask to join. You, sir, are clearly 100% homophobic against me and my lover. No, I'm just worried about your salvation. I'm a pastor. I can't let something like what I have seen here be in my life whatsoever or in the lives of those around me. I'm okay with reading about you in a magazine. Uh, of course, I won't read the article. What does me blowing him have to do with my salvation? You looked really scared when you saw us in here, and then you fired us after we made you this beautiful fucking yard. We were like celebrating because this is like the best work we have ever done. And it's Halloween, so, you know, I dressed up like a bear, thank you very much. And we were to fuck and look upon our creation. Look, I'm not being homophobic one bit. I was just scared because I thought you were getting a blowjob from a demonic bear entity. Call me old-fashioned, but demonic sex is not in my Christian King James Bible, and it is frowned upon by Jesus Christ, uh, Billy Graham, Jacob, you know, uh, Mary's cuck husband, and just about rather every notable person in the damn Bible would not condone demonic sex uh, or um, a gay sex, rather, uh, of any level or any form. Yeah, I I'm not homophobic. I'm just worried about your salvation. Um, okay. So does that mean we get our job back? I mean... <laughs> Okay, I guess. Uh, just don't let it happen again on my property, okay? I'm a pastor of a goddamn fucking church. You know what? I don't fucking care anymore. I got some demonic shit going on in my house. Maybe your gay sex will lead these demons out of my house and into the greenhouse, and all these fucking demons will want to fuck with you guys. So now, like, this guy, like, wants us to fuck all these demons for him. What is it? Do you want us to fuck or not to fuck? Uh, I, I don't know. This guy is just like that murdering asshole bigot that used to live here. He didn't like gay people either. Oh, yeah, what was that guy's name? His name was, like, Richard DeFacco. You are starting to look just like him, Billy. It looks like 
You haven't shaved in a couple weeks. And, and Richard was like the biggest W. Bush supporter. Well, he sounds like a handsome, good guy to me, other than the fact he, you know, brutally murdered his entire family. Other than that, he had some good, wholesome family values and good political views. Okay, well get the fuck out of here. Chris and I are busy. And since you don't care that we are fucking out here because you're not homophobic and you want us to lure the demons out, whatever the fuck that means, we're going to fuck out here. So get the fuck out. So I came back inside. I decided I would take a shower. So I went into the bathroom. The water was already running. The room was foggy as hell. Then I saw this naked, beautiful ghost woman start approaching me. I could see full frontal nudity. Her titties and coochie came front and center. And I tell you what, this was great to see after what I just saw in the green room. I was like, oh God, thank you Jesus. But I was also like, oh fuck, my wife is still around. Maybe this isn't a good idea. But then I got kind of hard knowing my wife was somewhere in the house. We started making out and then eventually started banging. We had a quickie and just as I was coming, ah, this beautiful ghost shapeshifted into an evil, rotting demonic entity. It was like her beautiful porcelain skin melted off into like a zombie, whore demonic demon. Ah, oh God, oh, oh, I'm still coming a little bit. Ah, what the fuck? I thought you were hot. What the hell, you let yourself go, bitch. I'm Grodvik, and we just fucked. You're Grodvik? Oh no. Get the fuck out of my house, you demon bastard! I can't believe I fucked a demon! I quickly ran downstairs, putting my clothes back on. My wife was at the typewriter, looking at my sermon I typed. She looked freaked out. Apparently, the big sermon I spent endless weeks writing consisted of about a hundred pages of the sentence I had sex with Grodvik over and over and over and over and over. So I approached her. Do you like it? I said, do you like? What the fuck kind of sermon is this? Just my usual sort of shit. It's good, don't you think? Natasha then took out a Nerf baseball bat and held it up. As I slowly approached her, she was terrified of my presence. Did you fuck Grodnik? Not intentionally. What do you mean? Well, I thought I was just fucking some beautiful ghost woman in the bathroom, but it turns out that bitch was really Grodvik. What? Grodvik is a shape-shifting demon. I thought I was just having a normal 
marital affair. I'm sorry, baby. Will you ever forgive me? <laughs> stop, you're, you're scaring me, Billy. Oh, stop, you're scaring me, Billy. <laughs> no! Grodvik was a good lay, by the way. How could you cheat on me with a demon? To Grodvik's defense, he looked good at first, but then he was just like every other damn woman. Once you get to know them, they turn to shit right before your very eyes. Just like you, Natasha. I'm not a demon fucking asshole. Now go away. Go away. Go. Go. Okay, listen to me, Natasha. Put the Nerf bat down. Nerf bat down. No. Put the nerf no. bat down. We got to the top of the stairs, and she kept swinging that damn bat at me. Give me the bat, you bitch! So Natasha pulled out a nerf pistol and shot me in the forehead. One of those nerf darts, you know, the the orange suction cup with the yellow foam pole, was stuck in the middle of my forehead. You bitch! Natasha started wailing on my head with that Nerf bat. I fell viciously down the stairs. And I went unconscious. When I came to, I discovered she had locked me in the damn basement. I went over to a little mini bar that we had in the basement. I sat down. A mysterious, handsome, translucent man in a tuxedo was staring at me with ghostly eyes. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Pastor White. What will it be? Well, I'm awfully glad you asked me, ghost, because I've got a couple of George Washingtons in my pocket, and I was afraid those fuckers be there till next election. So here's what. You slip me a bottle of bourbon and a little glass and some ice. You can do that, can't you, ghost? You're not too busy. <laughs> no, not all. Good man. You set him up, I'll knock him down, ghost. A white man's bourbon right there. Uh, oh, fuck. Shit. It looks as though I'm temporarily light. I don't have the collateral, so to speak. Those George Washingtons, you know, are not there. Fuck. How's my credit in this joint anyways, ghost? Your credit's fine, Pastor White. Well, that's swell as hell. I've always liked you, ghost. I don't care what anybody says about you. You're a good ghost by me. You're the best of them. The best goddamn bartender and ghost from Timbuktu to Pigeon Forge or Tampa Bay, Florida for that matter. Thank you for saying so, Pastor White. Here's to my fucked up family life. 
How are things going? Things could be a whole lot better. Things could be a whole lot better, Ghost. I hope it's nothing serious. Oh. I have a liberal son now that talks to his damn finger. His name is Bobby. That's the finger's name, by the way. My son's name is Bennett. I just want a Republican son that believes all the Republican evangelical stuff I believe. And not the satanic liberal bullshit. Peace, peace, peace. Ah, togetherness bullfucking shit. Also, my wife can't fucking stand me. She knocked my ass out with a Nerf bat. How come? Well, I hadn't, I had an affair. I fucked a beautiful woman, so to speak. I put the old ding dong right there in the cooter. Yes, that sounds like fucking. Well, it turns out she was really a hideous demon. Aren't all women. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom, ghost. So tell me about this demon you fucked. Well, <laughs> the demon was hideous. He looked like Van Diesel. I know what you're thinking. Van Diesel is usually a sexy guy. Well, you know, a decent looking, moderately, adequately handsome fellow. But this Vin Diesel, this Vin, looked like a Diesel who had, I hate to make light of this horrible disease, but it looked like this Vin Diesel had full-blown AIDS. The demon goes by the name of Grodbeck. At that moment, I saw the ghost shapeshift into Grodbeck. What the fuck? You're, you're Grodbeck? Why, why did you appear to me as a sexy woman and get me to fuck you? Also, why did you appear to me as a friendly bartender and ghost? I was having a lovely conversation with that man. You fucked that up for me. Why did you appear as your ugly self to me when I was orgasming? I mean, what the fuck, dude? You had a good job, didn't you? Why can't you accept me for who I really am? You're a damn demon. You got the previous owner, Richard DeFacco, to kill his whole family. That's despicable. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your savior, demon. You're so judgmental. I am a fucking Christian. Yeah, Richard was just like you. His family was becoming evil. Liberal. The mother, Natasha, put the twins on birth control because she thought it would help with their acne and help rig 
regulate their newly begun periods. Richard being a Republican was against birth control altogether. Natasha had confessed to Richard that she voted for Al Gore against his wishes. Poor Richard, he had a dumb liberal family. So yeah, I convinced Richard it would be a good idea to do something about it. And he did do something about it. Do I think he went too far? Yeah, of course. I wasn't meaning for him to off his whole family. I was just suggesting Richard use Republican debating skills and lead his family to Republicanism through his superior morals and logic. I think my family's too far gone, Grodvik. You're right. Why don't you do something about it? Grodvik placed a Thompson submachine gun and an axe on the bar table. You know what to do. So I went to the basement locked door my dumbass wife locked me in at, and I started chopping that damn door down. I was in. At this point, Natasha was freaked out and gathered the kids and headed upstairs to the bedroom. I came up the stairs shouting, Natasha, you fucking bitch! I happened to pass by and look at the time clock. It was 3.16 a.m. That's the time Richard DeFacco did his killings also. That's a fun fact for you. So, what a great family tradition. I got to the bedroom door and I started chopping that door down. <coughs> Natasha was screaming. Getting a damn divorce until death do we part. Get away, asshole! There was a wide gap in the door. I stuck my head through. Here's Billy. Natasha had a kitchen knife and stabbed me in the top of my head and broke the blade off in my skull. I now had a damn knife blade and a nerf dart on my head. Ah, what the fuck, baby? What, what do you mean? What the fuck? You're trying to kill our ass. So I took out my gangster gun and I said, say hello to my little friend. My wife knew immediately that I love the movie Scarface. She gets me. We were really a good couple before this uh, American haunting. So my wife knew I must have a high-powered gun, so she got the kids down on the ground as I shot up that door. Once I stopped to reload, my wife got the kids out the bedroom window, which was a small ass window, so my wife wasn't able to make it. Natasha grabbed the family picture of the DeFacos from the wall and screamed, Fuck you, Richard DeFacco! Fuck you, DeFacco! Fuck you, 
just as I got the door open and I was about to blow her away with my gangster gun, Natasha threw the glass picture into my fucking face, causing me to fall down the stairs. I went unconscious. I had a knife blade, a Nerf dart, and some glass sticking out of my head. I looked like that Hellraiser guy. When I came back to, I noticed the back door was open. That's when I saw Bennett running into the garden. So I took off after his ass. That garden was confusing as hell. It was like a damn maze. Those gay landscapers really fucked up my yard, all up. I didn't know where the fuck I was. I was lost. I'm coming for you, Bennett! Bennett! You get your ass over here, Bennett! And your damn finger, Bobby, too. Fuck you, that's your way. Fuck you, Bobby. Where the fuck are you? Bobby, fuck you. Fuck you, Pastor Way. Hey, fuck you, ghost twins. Bennett, Natasha, I'm gonna fucking kill all of you. I'm gonna kill you, Renegade. Ah! I'm getting cold. Eventually, I got so cold, I went unconscious. The next thing I knew, a paramedic crew was rushing me to the hospital. I was served divorce papers in the hospital. I didn't fight it. Hell, I was afraid they were going to press charges. But I guess they realized the house was, you know, haunted. Natasha got the house. She sold it back to the bank for about, you know, 40K. And she found out from John Crawford, the realtor, that I knew the house was haunted when I bought it. Hey, I just wanted to make it up to my family for almost killing them. I didn't mean to almost kill them again. I never saw my family again. Well, I take that back. I saw them one last time at a family reunion about probably eight years later or so, and. It was awkward as fuck. Hey, Bennett, you guys look great. I didn't expect to see you guys here. Man, you look great, son. He pulled me away so Natasha and Renegade wouldn't see me. Fuck you, Dad. You are an asshole. Don't you ever come close to my sister or my mom again or I'll fucking beat your doggone fucking ass. You got me, you cock-sucking bitch. Hey, hey, buddy, lower your voice. Man, your voice is deep now. You are becoming a man. I'm proud of you, son. But keep your voice down. You're embarrassing me here. Look, it was a damn demon, Grodnik. He got in my head, that's all. I would never try to hurt you guys intentionally. You fuck, Grodnik. You cheated on my mom and tried to kill us all with a Tommy gun. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? I'm sorry, buddy. Who's that guy with your mom, anyway? That's our new dad. His name is Greg. He is a great dad. He treats our mom with respect. He's really good. Man, Natasha looks good. 
It looks like she lost a little weight, too, and she got a boob job? Yeah, Greg did that boob job on her. He's a plastic surgeon. Greg is accomplished, unlike you. Do you think I could say hi to your mom? I never got to say goodbye. Fuck no. Look, you bigger than asshole. Our family wants nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing. You get in your truck and leave the family reunion now. Here's my email address. You will contact me and let me know any family reunion event you may be going to in the future so we know not to show up. Cause I'm telling you, if I see you again, I'm gonna clog your fucking ass. I'll curb stomp you, bitch. I don't give one fuck, man. I was just a boy back then, but I'm a man now. Yes, son, you are. You look great. Look at Renegade over there. She is beautiful. Hey, eyes right here, bitch. You get in your truck, and you get the fuck on. Well, okay. Thank you for the email address. I'm going to keep in touch. Get the fuck out of here, asswipe. Is everything okay, Bennett? Yes, Mom. Everything's good. Don't come over here. Look, get the fuck out of here, Dad. Now, before Mom sees you. Oh, you called me Dad. Okay, I will go. That's all I wanted. Get the fuck out of here, you dildo-ass cock fuck. You're right. Okay, okay. I'm going, I'm going. I've got to go and so I can protect y'all. That's what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to do. Fuck you. Get the fuck out. Oh, I see you're still friends with your finger. Pathetic, man. Pathetic. Stick that finger up your ass, son. So I took off. That's the end of the story. What a powerful Christian story about how I overcame a demonic entity. And I selflessly decided to leave my family to protect them. I'm like Herschel Walker. In the process of telling y'all this Christian story, this Christian story, I also proven to this church Halloween is evil. Look what Satan did to me on that Halloween. Well, it was the Lord that allowed me to overcome. So Trump bless everyone. What a powerful Christian sermon. I just preached to y'all today. Let's call the Christian band down to slay one out, to jerk one out for y'all. Come on, guys, jerk one off for us. A lot of you have not had the devil tempt you to commit an actual murder, a killing. Uh, so to speak. A cold-blooded, calculated killing. Manslaughter. The devil is very persuasive. I hope you never, I hope you never are tempted to do what I almost did to my whole entire family. It was
was the grace of God that caused me to pass out in the cold and not to, to be able to carry out those demonic murders. I would like y'all to close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes. No one is looking. Every head down, every eye closed. No one is looking. Well, except me. I want y'all to answer my questions by keeping your eyes closed, but raising your hand if that's a yes. Remember, no one is looking, just me. Who here has killed someone at some point in their life, either intentionally or unintentionally? Okay, that's a lot of people. Okay. That's basically the whole church. Okay, um, who here has killed intentionally? Okay, same amount of people have their hands up. Okay, well, see, that makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, who here has put a dildo or penis-like object in their own butthole just to see what it was like? I only want the men to answer. Okay, I see a couple hands go up. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sir. Whoa, I didn't know you would do that. I see that one. Thank you. I feel better about that one, too. Brandon, are you scratching your nose or raising your hand? Okay, that hand went up. Okay, thank you. Who here has vandalized the Confederate monument or advocated for their removal? No one. No one? Good. That would be terrible. Who here would go to hell if they were to die today or are unsure? Fuck, that's the whole church, basically. Half the church. Who here wants to fuck me? Make love to me in all sorts of positions. Okay, not everyone at once. I just want some of the women to answer. Okay, several hands went up, I assure you that. Several fucking hands went up, especially the women in the church. Their hands went straight the fuck up. They find me irresistibly charming. Because, you know, a Christian guy always is. Okay, who here is going to heaven? Okay, that's the whole church. What the fuck, guys? Do you not understand the question? I've got such a dumbass church. You know, Trump once had to take a mental aptitude test by his decision, let me remind you. And Trump can identify a line. To be honest, I don't think a lot of you could identify a line or pass a mental aptitude test. I'm also not sure if a lot of you will be joining me in heaven. A lot of you may not make the final cut. That's why you must trust and support me. I don't just get up here to hear myself talk. I try to speak as true as the truth can legitimately get with being factually sound and accurate, but the liberal fact-checking satanic Zuckerbergs of the world will tell you otherwise. That I am fa 
by him bending the truth and pulling that shit out my ass. Well, let me give you a death scenario. Let's say you go to one of those uh, satanic liberal Halloween horror houses. A scare house, a horror house, where there is scary decorations, alcohol, refreshments, and people who dress up in fucked up scary outfits trying to scare the fuck out you. You drink a shitload, a, a shit ton of alcohol, and enter that scare house. But you're not scared. You think you can handle any of these people dressed up like demons. There are demons and monsters jumping out at you. You hold it together well. A vampire jumps out of the casket as you walk past, and you scream like a little bitch. surprised me, that's all. I'm not scared of fucking nothing. So here comes this demon motherfucker and he approaches you with a chainsaw. You say, you don't scare me, dude. Dude, you got a toy chainsaw. So that demon revs that chainsaw up. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, I have to say, that does sound like a chainsaw, and it does look real, and I have to get up to your prop department, but uh, I'm still not scared. So that motherfucker cuts your arm off with that chainsaw. It's at that moment you realize that chainsaw was fucking real. You scream as that demon cuts your head off and then rams that chainsaw through your torso. Blood and guts are just spraying all over the place. <laughs> People are impressed watching you get murdered. They say, damn, the Halloween house is really good this year. That looks fucking real. So no one notices you are dead until the end of the week when it's time to pack up the Halloween house. Someone comes across your severed head, arm, and torso. They at first just think it's really good props until your wallet is discovered. The murderer is never caught because most of the workers are high schoolers or random local people trying to make extra money and they are paid in cash on the spot and no records or documentation are ever recorded. You never get justice. So you are passed on. Where would you go? Would you go to heaven? Or would you go to the real Halloween hell house? The devil has prepared personally with his bitches. This will be the scariest, real the real's real hell house ever. I'm going to ask you to come down and come with me and give your heart the drum. Let's come together. Subscribe to Lil White Church. Give your ass to the Lord. Let us come in you like you never come before. Come for me. Come.
Come subscribe to Little White Church before it's too late.